And I'm John, and you're listening to Bottoms on Top. Welcome back for those who have listened before. And if this is your first time, strap in. Or go go to the first one and work your way down. <laughs> it only gets worse. Ian, mm-hmm. look me in the eye. Who's your first celebrity crush? I have to say Brad Pitt, which is so generic. I know. Yikes. But I just remember like being in fourth or fifth grade. I don't know when the movie Troy came out. <laughs> oh. Yes. I just remember seeing like... Brad Pitt shirtless and I was like oh my god like that's so sexy what about you um my first celebrity crush is pretty obscure um for anyone like me who didn't have cable growing up (laughs) um I watched a lot of public broadcasting PBS kids and there's a show zoom and it's just like kids doing experiments Mm -hmm. they have like their own little language which I speak to this day um, called Ubby Dubby, but there was one kid, Kenny, mm-hmm. and he was just this like cute little thing. How old is he? Or like in the show? At the time, I mean, I would have been like five or mm-hmm. six, and he was probably like 10, 11. Oh, so you weren't like a, tr- your first celebrity crush was not like a grown man. No. Oh. And then the next crush I remember having was like my brother's friend, Dylan. But he's not a celebrity. Right. No, I know. I know that's off topic, but I feel like... <laughs> it is off topic. But they were both, like, closer to my age. Oh. Like, I don't really remember the first time I had a crush on, like... I don't know if I ever really did. Like, as a young child on an adult. Really? Not that comes to mind. I don't generally have celebrity crushes on men. I feel like my celebrity crushes have been, like, on women. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, like... Well, we're like, not gonna Sharon have... Knightley was, mm-hmm. like... For many years, like number one in my heart, still is. And it's not going to be Brad Pitt at this point in time. No, not at all. Um, going along with firsts, do you remember the first time you watched porn at Penn? That's a really good question because I do. I'm sorry, guys. Ian is filling <laughs> in his brows right now. I have a place to be right after this, <laughs> so I am multitasking. But I remember when I first got here, I didn't watch porn. I don't watch porn regularly to mm-hmm. begin with, but I was like, porn is not something I can watch. Because if anyone remembers from high school, like, like firewall in high school internet is, like, so strict. Like, you couldn't even go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, if I watched porn, like, you get reported and they will follow <laughs> up on it and a whole thing. So I didn't watch porn for a really long time, uh, for months. Long time as in months, not years. Um, until, like, maybe closer to... It was definitely after fall break when I was on Tumblr and I was, I've noticed, um, like porn clips and like nudes of men were coming up and it wasn't like blocked out. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, I can watch porn because this is college. They don't care if I watch porn or not. So you just had that assumption and then never questioned it. Never questioned it, never months. tested it. Like it wasn't like, oh, this side is blocked. It's like I just can't go on. Right. I I will say I had a similar trepidation mm-hmm. when I first got here and I was like, oh, what is this airpen net? Like mm-hmm. and it would like, you know, when it's like vulnerability blocked or whatever. Really? Yeah, sometimes it like if you're going to get a virus or something. Air oh, yes. Net. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I'd get those pop-ups and I was like, they know what I'm doing. But the difference between you and me is I was like, well, let's let's, let's figure out what the it. consequences yeah. for that are. And so That's why I thought you were a Leo when I first met you. Because yeah. you just like do things. I'm textbook Aries. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we pretend like we know. <laughs> we obviously don't know. Um but yeah, it was always, I mean, at first, we were both in doubles our freshman years. Yeah, I was in a quad double. I was in a quad triple. Oh, okay. So there were four people in, in three rooms, so my roommate and I shared the double. Oh, not quad. Not quad. So it was like Harnwell triple. Oh, okay, with four okay, people. right, right, right. That I'm makes at. sense. Which was one of the reasons why I didn't even think to watch porn, because I shared a room with a person, so I didn't want like him to come in, and I'm watching porn. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was... <laughs> but you'd win for it anyway? Well, we had... My roommate and I, we never formally discussed it, mm-hmm. but it became understood that, you know, we kept the knob locked, but if the deadbolt was locked, that meant that the other person should oh, please wait. interesting. And I, I realized that that was the rule one time because I walked in on it. I was like, why is the deadbolt locked? And I <laughs> unlocked it and walked in. And then I was like, that's why the deadbolt's locked. You walked in? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see anything, but I, I knew what had been happening. And you still walked in? No, no. I uh, Once you walked in, you realized. I opened happening. the door, and there was I was talking to people. And I was like, let me just grab something. And I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, never mind. I don't need it. And I like slammed the door and walked away, and they didn't realize what had happened. Oh, wow. Um, Amazing. I have also, not that year, but another year, been walked in on by a roommate. Oh, when was that? Um, it was Junior year? It was last year, sophomore, last year, sophomore year. year. Um, and my... My good friend Rebecca, she knew my mom had sent cookies for finals, mm-hmm. and she knew that I had them in my room and I was willing to share. And I think she thought I would be sleeping because it was the morning time, and so she just like didn't want to wake me up, just wanted to grab the cookies. So she just walked in, and I <laughs> I was in the act, and she kind of paused for a minute, and we were like, oh, oh, and then she just went and grabbed the cookies anyway. <laughs> she still went for it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good friend. I mean, she texted me later and she was like, sorry if I stepped over any bounds. So I was like, no, girl, I knew you need the cookies. What were your experiences with masturbation in a shared room? Well, when I lived in a double, I haven't shared a room since like the first semester of freshman year. But um, because we rotated in second semester, I didn't watch porn until and I didn't watch porn and I didn't watch I didn't masturbate until the very end because I think my roommate Nick Silverio, if he's listening, he went home before I did. So there was like one night before I was going mm-hmm. home and I was like, oh, wait, I can watch porn and I can masturbate. And like I have the whole room to myself. The, uh. Like that one time. Um, I don't want this segment to just be a recap of like, oh, we went out this weekend again. We went to this... There was, Ugh, there was an event at the LGBT Center. Me. It's like the most important event of the spring. Ian helped put it together, did a lot of the work. It was great. Thank you, Ian. But there's free drinks at the LGBT Center. Mm. So Ian was feeling it. And then we went to this queer dance party after. Oh, God, stop. And one second it was it fun. We were dancing. Ian was having a good time. And then the next second he comes up to me and I'm like, how's it going? And I'm not touching him just to preface <laughs> this. And he goes, don't fucking touch me. And I was like, all right, like, you good? And and you just, 
again, more emphatically, don't fucking touch me. And I was like, literally, not only was I not touching you, no one was touching you. <laughs> like, there was like a three foot radius around your body with no one else. It was um, in the church uh, right by High Rise Field. And at one point, you and Cody were leaving, and we were standing right by the door. And you're like, all right, we're going to go. And I was like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and then you walked into, like, this huge, like, it must be where they hold the services, but it was, like, pitch black. And you, like, climbed over this little fence to, like, get into it. And then you just disappeared into the darkness. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's an exit, but What a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Well, how the night went. I didn't see you exit the building. I just saw I th- you I think disappeared when Cody and I left, and thank God for Cody because he saved my life this weekend. He truly did. Apparently, I wanted to go to Voyeur. Mm. And I, if I had gone to Voyeur, I would have died. <laughs> like, not metaphorically speaking. <laughs> like, the headline would be, another gay man I'm dead <laughs> in Voyeur. Um, Joyce, how was your weekend? <laughs> she says it was good. What did you do? She will tell us later. You can go ahead and email podcasts at the dp.com if you want to know what Joyce Varma was up to this weekend. No. <laughs> you keep this you in, I swear, I swear to God. We need to expose you. Um, so, John, what are we here to talk about today? Um, so, first things first, we're going to call my mom. And then Rishamba is going to come on as our guest to talk about hair. I can't, I'm so nervous. I can't even do my eyebrow. Like, I'm going to do the other eyebrow later. Hello? Hi, Mom. He- Hello, John's, John's Hi, mom. Hi. This is Ian? Yes, this is Ian. Ian, Hi. Mom, Mom, nice Ian. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You have a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you listened to the podcast the other night, right? I did. So you you Wait, know all Ian three episodes? No, just okay. the first one. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, so Ian just has a few questions so he can better understand me through you, if that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The first question. Let's we'll see how that works. Did you ever know John was gay? Is gay. I suspected probably when he was in seventh grade mm-hmm. when I started expecting because I'm I, you have to understand I'm rather naive and um it was Halloween and he chose not to go with his guy friends in the neighborhood in our own neighborhood which is a very big tradition and he went over to the other section of our community and went with all his girlfriends so I think that was the night I started going hmm John, do you remember this? Yeah, that was the first night that I ever heard TikTok by Kesha. <laughs> so that was a gay awakening for all of us. <laughs> I think that's when I realized I was gay. <laughs> um, I did do some Googling that night, I will tell you that. <laughs> Is my son gay? <laughs> um, I, I will say it's. I was dropping hints well before then. Really? Do you remember? But again, I'm not right. that aware of stuff like that, I guess, or wasn't aware. Um, 
I remember when I did half day um, kindergarten, we used to rent movies. And I always, there was like this weird Disney series where it was like live action princess, like tea time with the princesses. Mm, don't know that one. Do you remember that, mom? And I always used to get them. No. <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Don, you're not well remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she remembers what my oldest sister watched after half day preschool. Wow. Uh, Let's I go there. don't, John. John. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's not get. <laughs> not get, uh, touchy we, here. we didn't bring you here to attack you. No. How okay. how has John coming out changed your relationship with John? If it did, I don't think it did at all. Personally, um, when he came out, um, I'm sure he's told everyone the story of he told me walking through the kitchen before school one day, and I said, "I know," and then he went in told his dad, his dad was taking a shower, and his dad said, okay, bud, I love you. If there's anything you need, we're here for you. And then he left and went to school. Um, wow. And it did nothing to me personally with him. I just always feared that the world would accept him. That's amazing. Which I have a good quote from a neighbor friend. Uh, one of our my other son's friends said that exact day, what does it matter? He's still John. So I always, I always thought that was a good quote. Wow. Thanks, Mom. I will say I prefaced it with, I know you know. <laughs> and then the first thing you said was, I know. And I said, I know you know. And you were like, well, how do you know that I know? <laughs> and I was like, all right, we're like, I need to catch my bus. Let's not get cut up here. Right. But, and then he left and went down. We have a park at the end of our block and he went down and I looked out the window and he was swinging on the swing waiting for the bus to go to school. So, Aww. I mean, that was, Such a that was that. John, do you have any, any final question for your mom? I've been asking a lot of questions. Um, oh yeah. Can Ian come visit us after, at the end of the year? Of course. Yay. You know, anybody, everyone's always welcome. And that's a much better time than in January when your other friends came, um, or that's December. True. When did the girls come? Over New Year's. It was a frozen, uh, frozen tundra. Yeah. So yeah, perfect. You're welcome. So my summer is figured out. Don't listen to any more episodes of the podcast before you meet Ian. Why? Okay. <laughs> what are you trying to suggest here, John? Just tell it, say it to my face. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right, thank you um, so much. Okay. Um, I hope I was helpful. This was all good. It just confirms that John is who I think he is. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> thank done? you. All right. all right. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. So here with us today is Rishamba. Hi. Hi, Rishamba. Hello. What's nice to up? see you. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked you to come on because I wanted to talk about hair. Or we want to talk about hair. And I feel like you're an expert in hair. Expert? Yes. On our drive back <laughs> from AC, Jordan was asking me oh, all the yeah. questions. And I was like, oh, this person, this person knows hair. You know it. I know some stuff. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I definitely have been involved mm -hmm. with hair for a very long time in terms of styling anyway okay. obviously we're all involved with mm -hmm. hair 
because we all have hair. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> I've definitely been interested in like hairstyling for quite a few years. And for as long as I've known you, I think you had your hair in in locks, right? Mm-hmm. How long have you had your hair in locks? So I this is my second set of locks. Um, okay. I had I started my first set in like sophomore junior year of high school kept that for about four years and then I got to a point where I felt like I had never had very short hair like Mm -hmm. like bald um and so I wanted to try that and I cut off all my hair like straight bald um did that for like maybe three or four months and then I wanted hair again because I was getting bored with being bald and not being able to do anything to my hair. Yeah. So I started growing it back out and this set I think has been in almost a year now. So oh. yeah. Lots of different changes in my hair over my lifetime mm-hmm. for sure. How was that four months where there was just an absence of hair? It was um, it was refreshing, for one thing. It was a very new look. Like I said, it was never um, a hairstyle that I'd had previously. Um, and so it was new. It was like, how do I dress this up? Do I, you know, want to put on extra jewelry and, like, long earrings and stuff to... <laughs> I, I love that look. The I love that look, look too. Earrings. Mm-hmm. I love that look too. But mm-hmm. I think when I was thinking about it, it was a question of like, is this a way to sort of embellish my femininity or something mm-hmm. like that? Like, do I want to present to the world very easily as um, a female identifying person because things like earrings kind mm-hmm. of connote that to people? Um, or do I want to go for a more quote unquote boyish look? Mm-hmm. So for anyone who's following Rashamba on Snapchat, she's been working out almost oh every day. I think every day of 2017. I missed two days. Oh, missed two days. But okay. we still managed what 57 days yes. now. So okay. yeah. <laughs> and one of the reasons why I stopped styling my hair so much is because I'm constantly like I've, I have like class and then like I go to the gym and then I have meetings and then work and things like that so I'd rather just like keep one keep my hair short and then two just like wear a hat and then just like not deal with hair and not worry about it mm-hmm. so how has like exercising so much or ex- being exercise exercise being a regular part of your life affect your relationship with your hair mm-hmm. well it's definitely something you have to think about um and sort of plan for in your day to day um I think initially it was uh, an uncomfortable transition because I felt like, like I usually keep my locks like retwisted, like very sort of neat at the roots, mm-hmm. um, and working out every day does not allow for that. So initially, I sort of like retwist my hair, and it would be like neat and sleek and all of that, and over time the roots kind of become puffier and, like, Mm -hmm. messier. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a look that I think I had to learn to embrace because, like, sitting in class, I would feel like, oh, someone's looking at the back of my head and it looks like a little jungle in there, (laughs) like, little baby lock froze. And it's it's just not how, I guess, um, most days of the week I would have my hair look. Mm. Um, So I think loosening up a little bit. You know, 
as you know, I have sat behind you in class. <laughs> and now I wish I had paid closer attention. Taken notes, perhaps. Maybe that's a lesson for me. Like, people aren't paying that much attention. You just think they are. Um, is it time to move on to the second category of hair? Yeah. Second is like, non-head. Hair. Yeah, moving non-head down hair. the body. Okay. okay, sure. I thought you should start, since you have... <laughs> <laughs> this is something I grapple with, that you yeah. less so. Um, Interesting. <laughs> if you're comfortable, where on your body do you groom your hair? When I do groom my hair, it's mostly if. on my head. <laughs> um, and then if people are going to see different parts of my body, then I'll, like, shave my armpits or my legs. Um, can we talk about pubes here? Obviously, that's, like, <laughs> that's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, when do you bring that in pubes? <laughs> that's how I would have started the episode. <laughs> If Joyce, our producer, would so have allowed about it. about pubes. Um, yeah, pubes, I, I, I also groom. Yeah. How do you um, groom it? Wax, trimmed, shaved? I'm very low maintenance. Um, mm. I, I, I have been in a relationship for quite a long time. Or mm-hmm. prior to this, I was in a relationship for a long time. So I feel like I kind of let myself go, you know? <laughs> um, so I got used to the luxury of, like, not having to um, go the extra mile down there. Um, but I, I usually, like, hmm. trim. I, I okay. don't like to shave because of razor bumps and oh, waxing costs real. a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I just get me some scissors and I trim it down. That's I love it. it. <laughs> that's all. Here I am talking about pubes. Sophomore and junior year, I used to shave because I liked it. I just felt like one step closer to like Gwyneth Paltrow. And, mm. like, <laughs> Did you shave then steam? <laughs> no, I don't. That, I'm not that luxurious, but like, I think uh, since junior year, I trim. But I really have not been hooking up with anyone and just like been taking time for myself since like November. So mm. I just like let it grow. And I, it, my pubes look like. Let it grow. <laughs> let it grow. <laughs> my pubes look like that of a person who doesn't wash their hands after going to the bathroom. Like, it's just gotten so. <laughs> Wild there. What? I like don't even look. Oh god, it's so nasty. I don't even look. <laughs> so wait, what? What is you? You guys apparently have different relationships to body hair. So what is what is your relationship? Well, I think to put it in few words, the difference in our relationship is I have it, and to a lesser degree, Ian does. Um, I do remember. So I didn't, I didn't, I only think I get, it's like a little mustache, like a gray, like caterpillar, and then like a little thing on my chin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the first time I had hair on my chin was like in junior year or sophomore year in high school. And it was like one like thing of hair. <laughs> so I would grow it out. And my friends were like, that's nasty to shave that. But I was so proud because it's like, I finally have hair on my face. <laughs> And I named what? it Harry because I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God, I have hair. Like, look, like, I can prove it to you. And so it would just, like, it would be this thin little strand. So you wanted to be Harry. I wanted to. You I wanted to hairiness. Yes, a little bit. Like, I wanted the option of having, like, having to grow up. Like, mm. 
grow okay. a beard or not or shave. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like as we've touched on, it's a lot about what others are perceiving based on mm-hmm. the hair we have and how we present it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any experiences with reactions to your hair? Hmm. I guess one thought, I don't, I can't think of a a personal experience. Um, I guess one thought I had is Mm -hmm. I feel like for a lot of people, body hair removal, shaving and so on is feminizing. I think for women, Mm -hmm. it's an expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a heteronormative expectation Mm -hmm. um, that in order to be presentable, you must shave. And I think for me personally, that's something that I think is still sort of internalized. Like if I am going to wear shorts or um, anything that doesn't cover my legs, then I'm going to shave my legs, even if it's winter. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't wear short clothes very much in winter. But but if it's not going to show, then I won't shave <laughs> because that takes time that I don't really want to take. Um so I think that's still a very sort of internal um, thing that I'm very conscious about. But I think on the other hand, like women who are very sort of proud of their body hair and uh, don't remove it um, kind of get flack for showing it off or for sort of being like hair positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've seen that a lot, and I think it's still it still causes a moment of like shock when you like are hanging around some uh, hanging around a woman and she like lifts her arm up and she hasn't shaved. It's like, well, even if I'm okay with that, it's like, oh, you're one of those women who doesn't yeah. shave. Um, and yeah. it's impossible not to notice mm-hmm. because I feel we're so conditioned to have right. expectations for where there should be hair and where there's not. Absolutely. So there's just like, yeah, you, like you said, even if it's totally fine, it, it's not, you still think it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Speaking of women, I think uh, when I think of hair and like, I guess a woman, um, a lot of times I think women get closer through hair or hair plays like a larger role than like um, between men. Mm-hmm. I think like I women like do their hair together like, mom and daughter do hair together. Mm-hmm. I feel like th- taking um, care of your hair and styling it is, like, a thing that is done you- together for women, whereas for, I feel like for men, it's kind of, like, solitary. You kind of get it out of the way. Or you get a haircut, you style your hair after your shower, and then you shave. Like, it's not really, like, something you do mm-hmm. regularly in someone else's company. So I think that's, like, so, like, fascinating and interesting. Yeah. Hair has definitely been a connecting point Mm -hmm. since I was a child um, to women who were my mom, who weren't my mom. Mm -hmm. Just like the the skill and the joy, I think, of getting a hairstyle that you really like Mm -hmm. is something that connects women um, and is something that for me was... uh, was something that I sort of looked up to older women for. Like, Mm -hmm. 
when I was younger, I used to wear cornrows a lot, and my my mom isn't really good at doing cornrows. Is it? So it's, she's it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. And she knows it. So, <laughs> and yet um, she still did it. <laughs> so I used to go to the houses of like other women in the neighborhood to get my hair done on the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and. I would just be really excited about like a certain style and I would I also wanted to sort of learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's a it's a weird like aspirational thing mm-hmm. at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, I I think I had a different experience where when I was really little my mom would take me to her salon and I would get my cut haircut there. But then there came a time when I started going with my dad to the barbershop that he went to. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, like, old school, like, small town type barbershop mm-hmm. in a very straight space. Um, and I went there for a lot of years because it was, you know, I was a boy, so I went with my dad and had these two men come in here. And it mm-hmm. made me really uncomfortable and finally, there came a time where I was old enough to be like, no, I would rather go with mom and have a woman cut my hair. Mm-hmm. That is such a thing for me, too. Like, until I got to college, I'd never gotten a haircut from a barbershop. I always went with my mom to get my hair mm-hmm. done or would go on my own um, to get my hair cut. And I always wanted to go to salon, like never mm-hmm. Never a barbershop. Like, I was like, barbershop is not a space for me yeah. at all. And um, my dad would go, my brother would go, and I would just like, no, I'm going to go to a salon with mom. And my parents respected that, so I guess I'm lucky in that sense. But I think that's real. I mean, there's definitely, like, even if it's not a one-to-one relationship, mm-hmm. um between like my mom doing my hair and your barber cutting your hair, um, there's definitely a culture in mm-hmm. barber shops, and it's very different from a hair salon culture. The conversation, mm-hmm. the the expectations around how you present yourself yeah. are very different. So that's real. And I didn't feel comfortable um, going to barber shop until college, when I was like old enough to like fend for myself and like switch codes. Switch mm. code, like code switching. Yeah, <laughs> and be like talk about like when I go in, I ask them, I ask my barber about like, did you watch the Super Bowl? Like, do you like Penn sports do you team? Watch the Super Bowl I don't, league? but <laughs> I want. So how do you? I don't want them to ask them like. I don't. I just like I don't watch it. Hmm. But okay. I ask them about it. Okay. Yeah, I feel like in the time that I went to that barbershop, I didn't have that skill set, but I knew. To just not talk. Yeah, that was, the, or that that was the expectation that you will talk about like football. Yeah. yeah. And oh my god, I just remembered. <laughs> they had like a, like a swim like women in swimsuits calendar always every year for the whole time I went there, and it's like right facing where I would be looking as I got oh my, my haircut. Wow. And I, I didn't know I was gay, I guess, but I just remember like sitting there for the half hour, or whatever, and being like, that is not put here for me like this is no. not none of this is for me wow is the barbershop in Korean barbershops too they have so in korea like they advertise drinks alcoholic drinks with like uh women 
So they would have like soju and like beer with like K-pop stars, and I was like, oh my god, I want to be that. <laughs> Those hips. I also I remember recently someone told me that they liked going to Talking Heads, which is like a queer bar- barbershop or like mm-hmm. queer salon in like West Philly because like when they went to get a haircut and wanted to get it like dramatically short and like undercut like shaved when she- when they went to a like a salon like the hairdresser would kept all the like, saying like oh my god you're gonna cut you off all your yeah, hair yeah. like you shouldn't <laughs> and, like oh just go f- make all these like gen- gendered assumptions and comments but yeah. when they went to talking head like there was none of that mm-hmm. which is like oh that's the hair you want like I'll give it to you mm-hmm. I don't see why your hairdressers should have these opinions. <laughs> right. <but laughs> Joyce, can we look into getting a um advertising spot for talking heads? Yeah. Are we gonna get paid for that? Just let us know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I think we're kind of done here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for listening with myself, John Holmes, and my co-host, Ian John. We want to thank our intern, Diana, our wonderful producer, Joyce, Andrew Ellis, for providing our transition music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. We record in the Wexler Recording Studio in Kelly Ryder's house. And we want to thank, of course, The Daily Pennsylvanian for having us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or conspiracy theories, feel free to email podcasts at thedp.com. And we'll catch you all in two weeks. 